Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allomoves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, Fat Mascara family. It's me, Jen. It's me, Jess. (laughs) We have a special Valentine's Day episode. I'm just pretending it's a Valentine's Day episode. V-Day. I mean, I don't give a crap about V-Day, but it's a fun episode. First up, we're going to talk about 
is the quest for perfect skin a waste of time? Mm. Then hypoallergenic products, do they even exist? And the last topic is what's the right makeup for daytime drama? I have the answer. Our guest is the reason I'm calling this the Valentine's Day special. Who is it, Jess? Bomb chicka bomb. chicka It's it's my love. <laughs> it's my beau. Light of my life. Dr. Jeffrey Janeski. For new listeners, we're not just bringing on Jess's fiance for the hell of it. He's also the scientific director at Kiehl's. So we're going to talk chemistry, cosmetics, and we'll get into the beauty industry's most famous romance. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Also, warning, warning for like the first part of this episode. I don't sound so great. I have a bit of a migraine, so I'm keeping my eyeball in place. Yeah, Jess isn't even looking at me, but that's okay with you guys. (laughs) Let's talk. Any migraine sufferers out there? Shout out. Jess, something's been bubbling in the zeitgeist that I want to talk about. Uh Uh-oh, the zeitgeist. Yes. So I've gotten a couple pitches from writers recently about the whole new skincare craze. And at first I'm like, what are you talking about? Skincare has been a thing for years. But as I dug into it, it seemed that a lot of women right now are feeling this new kind of pressure to have quote unquote perfect skin that I'm almost equating it to like, trust me, the pitches were not this clear and I'm still working on if this is even a story, but it's a podcast topic. Um, Like back in the day, people would always talk about the perfect body or you got to get beach body ready. And I think we've all decided that's a freaking farce. Like bodies are all different. We all look different. Your body is right for you. Like you can be beautiful no matter what you look like. But for some reason with skin, it's still a thing that people think perfectly clear, poreless, no acne, no wrinkles, no lined skin is like something that they should strive for and something that's achievable. What do you think? I think that's a really apt analogy, um, but I don't think people are, like, stopping caring about taking care of their bodies. You know, like, I don't think it's, like, we've all given up, like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll, like, eat this donut or, like, people stop wanting to look like, you know, Carly Kloss or whatever. I There's still an apex of what people might want to look like. Now, your Carly Kloss might be different than my Carly right. Kloss, but there is... An ideal. When it comes to skincare? Uh, yeah, comes when it comes to, to skincare. I don't think the ideal for most people is like, oh, I really want huge pores and rough skin. And like, like, ha- like good skin is a sign of good health. Like, right. end of story. Right. But in the quest for this good skin, I mean, the skincare market has sort of exploded. It's almost like uh, cosmetics now. Oh, wait, can I backpedal for a sure. second? Because I'm just anticipating what people might say. Now, if you have acne, if you have a scar, if you have dark spots, I'm not saying, oh God, man, you're unhealthy. Like, yeah. like I just mean from a scientific background, like some evolutionary mm-hmm. mumbo jumbo that, you know, I've learned in high school or something like generally speaking, yeah. you think good skin health in some kind of back. The back of no, your brain. Like, yeah. This is what my thesis was yeah. about in college. Yeah. Evolutionary biology will tell you, you look for in a mate or in the people that you're around, clear skin. Because if you had a rash or something like that, it was back in the day, it was a sign of like, maybe you're sick. 
Right. And so the, you, humans wouldn't want to be around that person, which sounds horrible. Anyway, back to the point at hand, which is a lot of women are feeling this pressure. And obviously, the beauty industry has jumped on board with a gazillion new products that yeah. you need to make your skin better and sort of are making skincare almost as like um, collectible and fun as co- color cosmetics used to be. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Like, I think it's, A, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about the other day with um, the woman from Yes Too, and I asked her, like, you know, what why are masks so popular? And she's like, because they're fun. You know, like, yeah. there's a huge experiential quality to that. I don't have an issue with that. B, I think taking care of your skin is, I mean, am I, like, do you feel like I've drunk the Kool-Aid here? Like, it's good for you. Like, you know, SPF is good for you. Antioxidants are good for you. I don't want to look like, you know, my ancestors look like when they were 60. I want to look like freaking like banging. I want to like Goldie Hawn. I always think that when I watch like period historical drama movies, I'm like, we all know nobody would have looked like this, right? Because there wasn't any yeah. makeup and everybody yeah. had boils and whatever else. Yeah. I, you know, I read an article that's making the rounds. Maybe you guys have seen it um, from the website, The Outline, and it said, like, skincare is a con. Hmm. And now, already, I read the headline. I was like, no, come on, come on, come on. Like, there's a lot of marketing in skincare, sure, but to say it doesn't do anything or that we've all been duped into this kind of, like, like escalator, like, treadmill, rather, Mm -hmm. of, like, going nowhere is completely untrue. If you use good skincare, there is likely a chance you will see an improvement. Yeah. Now, maybe, and maybe this is actually a great um, segue, although there's a couple of segments in between, guys, to my, and I may, sound, I may sound biased, but to Jeff's section, but like, there is real chemistry <laughs> and real tests behind some, not all, beauty products. Yes. People, this is their whole job. Yeah, but I think what, I, I read that article too, and I think what she was saying is that everybody hypes up these active ingredients, and some of them, you start using an active ingredient, but that causes another skin concern that you then have to fix with another so, product, and all of a sudden, the treadmill that you're talking about is like, great, I used an acid and a retinol, but now I need a calming mask because I'm all red from that stuff. No, she was talking about something that is a completely different, or she was putting it in the same article where I think it would have been far better to tease that out and put that into a different piece, which is the obsession with like resurfacing right now. Right, like and people are using talk about. overpeeling and doing all these ingredients. Yeah. And we should visit that at another point. But for now, just with these women that have been talking to me, and I've heard it just from like friends and things too, they're just thinking about their skin more. And it's not an age thing because they're not talking about lines. They're just truly talking about like wanting to have that poreless Instagram filter kind of skin, yeah. it's just unachievable. And I feel like we all need to manage expectations. Yeah, that's like, you know, th- I think you're going to get like really skinny thighs if you just like, you start eating cottage cheese or something. Like one, you know, <laughs> one one thing does not lead to the next result. Like, right. so yeah, we're kind of stuck in the 80s if we think that we're going to have use hope this in a jar. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly, hope in a jar. So yeah, maybe we're a little bit behind there, but you know, Maybe it's a, that's actually the perfect analogy because everyone was like crazy about diet and exercise in the 80s. And now we're some of us are at a more measured place with mm-hmm. fitness and exercise. And it's, you know, kind of like under this guise of wellness. Well, maybe in 10, 15 years, everyone will just be a little bit more measured about skincare. Yeah. And we'll think back. Like, remember when we bought all those wacko 
you know, yeah. like drills for her face and I, like, you know. Totally. I, I want to end on that note because I'm picturing it would be so not cool to be like, you guys, I'm on a diet and I'm trying to lose 10 pounds or whatever it is. Yeah. Like you, you wouldn't, it would be as much as that goal is, I understand very important for some people and health is important. Like you wouldn't really talk about that as much as I sit around at brunch with people and they're talking about like, oh my God, I'm using this new mask because I think it's going to get rid of my pores. Like it feels like right now yeah, it's okay to talk about that. That's the thing to talk about. I don't know what yeah. we're talking about in the, in the next 10 years, but it'll be the snack yeah. wells of like 2020. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Remember snack wells and everybody's of like, course. they're fat free. Oh my like, God, ate them by the box. Oh, like a dozen at a time. Yeah. Maybe we'll figure out these face masks or the snack wells of I think they might be. I Ugh. think they might might be. Just, you know, keep your expectations measured, everyone. Yeah. Jen, I got a lot of, um, on the, while we're on the skincare tip, I get a lot of people asking me for recommendations for, for face washes, moisturizers, blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes I feel like we get into a little bit of like a tennis match mm-hmm. because I'll say something and they're like, I can't have that. I'm allergic. Or oh, yeah. I, I only use naturals. Because I'm allergic to everything. I'm like, what, what, but but you might be allergic to the you know essential oils or, or I'll suggest something mainstream. Yeah. And they'll be like, I, I'm allergic to that brand. And I'm thinking, how do you know that you're allergic to that brand? But I don't want to get into an argument. I'm just trying to help a girl out, you know? Yeah. I know, there's, first of all, there's no point getting into that argument with anybody. No, they it's, believe like, it's almost they like wanna. political, you yes. know? I just, like, I just say, okay. It's funny that you say that because uh, obviously part of our job, people are always asking us for product recommendations. Yeah. Like, you, I went out this weekend. It was like they find out you're a doctor and all of a sudden they're showing you weird things. Like they find out you're a beauty editor and like everybody's... The bag is like overturned. And everybody's just like, okay, here's what I need. And I'm like, I am not your personal shopper. <laughs> but weirdly, the thing that comes up again and again, and I've been noticing this on our private Facebook page as well. Um, go to the blog and click on the link. Jess will let you in. Um, people are always... <laughs> Operator standing by. <laughs> Operator standing by. People are always asking for quote unquote hypoallergenic products. Uh-huh. which I think... What does pe- that mean? Absolutely goddamn nothing. You know what? <laughs> it really doesn't. So hypoallergenic, obviously what people think it means is that this has been tested to be less allergic allergic reaction causing than other comparable products. Okay. One would think that's what it meant. Yeah. Back in the 60s, it very well might have. But in the 70s, the FDA did all of this research into it and said, like, how can we use this word and what can we say it means? And they decided, you know what? Anybody can use that word because it doesn't mean anything. So right now, if you see hypoallergenic on a product, as far as the government is concerned here in the United States, that means nothing. That's really A company might internally say, that means we've tested it on 100 consumers and less than 5% of them had an allergic reaction. Whatever. They could make up their own reasoning for it. But this isn't a term like USDA organic or, um, you know, preservative free that that then has to have truth behind it because it's so vague. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually... what can we do if you are like an allergic person? Well, here's the... Highly allergic. Here's the thing. You don't really know unless you've had a patch test with an allergist, what specific ingredients you're allergic to. I did want to point out, because people have reactions to products, always test them first, of course, on yourself and see what you're allergic to. But the ingredients that people are actually allergic to compared to what they think they're allergic to is pretty interesting. Can I give you yes. a couple stats? Oh, please. Okay, so there's actually like a, 
a whole group that studies contact dermatitis, which is basically a catch-all term for I put this thing on my skin and I got redness, sensitivity, bumps, allergy. The things that actually cause that in a large percent of the population, the biggest one of all that I found was balsam of Peru. <laughs> it's, okay. like a, it's like a fir tree oil. It's used in fragrances sometimes. 20% of the population is allergic to that. Wow. It's a huge amount of people, one in five. Um, then lanolin, you know, the, oh, yeah. the wool oil extract, which some brands are actually based around. Uh, four to six percent of people, depending on the study, there's a couple different studies, are allergic to that, which isn't nothing. That's like significant. Um, and then, of course, people are going to be like, but those are natural. What about the chemicals? Everybody's allergic to chemicals. Yeah. The biggest is um, what are called MITs or CMITs, methylchlorosothiozolinone. I wish your, I, I said that wrong. I wish your fiance was here right now and he would fix it. Um, <laughs> it's a type of preservative and 5% of the population is allergic to that one. And polyquats, you know, that are in hair products a lot. That sounds funny. They say, they say the word, if you see quat on an ingredient list, um, up to 6% of the population. Oh, wow. Parabens, though, you know how people are always like, I don't want parabens. Oh, yeah, they're freaking out. Less than 1% of the population actually have <laughs> allergic reactions to pa parabens. I think I've actually heard someone tell me they're allergic to parabens. Now, I'm pulling all these stats from yeah. one study here, one study there. All of them had more than 1,000 people in the study group. So, like, that's pretty significant as far as the population goes. But I just think that looking for hypoallergenic or trying to find chemical-free because you think you have an allergy isn't the route to go. Like, get in there and figure out what exactly it was that gave you the reaction. Like, do some science, people. Do the science. Let's talk about love. Okay. Sometimes you've got to show up for love, you know? You've got to show up. You've got to show up for like love. Like you've got to bring it for you've love. Got to, you've got to be there so many ways. Okay. But you've also got to, you've got to look the part. Oh, where's this going? <laughs> it sounds weird, right? Yeah. Um, Saturday was my bridal shower. It was a small, intimate group. Yeah. At a cozy little restaurant, couple tables. Yeah, couple tables, and um, but I wanted to look not like a regular diner. <laughs> I, w I wanted the people in the restaurant to know that um, I'm special. Celebrate yeah, me! Yeah, that this this was no ordinary Saturday bruncher. <laughs> <laughs> this. This was a bride to be, baby. So I had your my makeup, makeup done. Yeah. P.S. If your makeup, which we'll talk about in a second, didn't tell the people when you got up to thank everyone and also started talking to the diners that were not part of the bridal shower. <laughs> Listen, this is New York City, baby. Okay. She gets up to thank her friends that had thrown her the shower and she goes, Listen, other other diners, feel free to ignore me. She just starts addressing them. Honestly, someone needs to get I just, dressed I, like a like a show or something. You were hilarious. I just I felt awkward. As oh, anyone would, right? I don't know. You seem to own it. But like then all the other diners were like listening in. They're like, oh, I want to hear her little speech. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you looked great. So tell us what what for you constitutes showing up. Well, for I love? have to I have to give credit to my makeup artist. I yep. did have a makeup artist because I wanted to get in the zone. Yeah. I wanted to feel Special that day. Yeah. So um, I palled around with Mia Jones, mm -hmm. who I know just from work, from the beat. Um, she works with, of course, Charlotte Tilbury. Mm -hmm. Bow down to Mia. She's brilliant. And she gave me this really kind of rosy, I don't want to say rose gold because it was more rose than gold. It was mm -hmm. kind of like a berry vibes look. Yeah. But it was daytime. But the thing that really took it 
made a little bit more polished was the brows. Yeah, you did look like it was day makeup, but done up, but not to the level. It's like, why aren't you at the club right now? No, there's a fine line actually. Yeah. So, what do you think? Brows is the key. She really like filled, and I have dark brows to begin with, but she really filled in the brows. She was fearless about filling in the brows, and really kind of, I think she overextended them just a tiny bit. Yeah, and brushed them up, and just really filled those bad boys in. Also, just a tip, just to keep people on their, just keep people on their toes. Yeah. I usually wear like a brown liner, like a dark brown liner, or like even like a brownish purple. She went for black liner. Normally, um, I would think that would be like too much for me. Yeah. But it wasn't because the rest of the makeup was very light and like luminous. I think that's a nice way to change things up without being like, all right, I'm going to do like a bright red lip or like, you know, a glitter eye. It's just these little subtle shifts, I think, are a nice way to like... Bring the you know, daytime yeah, drama. Yeah, bring the little daytime it's drama. It's funny that you say that too, because I always think, okay, when you're getting dressed up more than normal, you either put on a lip or a smoky eye, but the minute you do either one of those, you look nighttime. Exactly. So, so I like this tip that the little, brows yeah. or darker liner is the way to look a little bit... A little bit more positive. Really, and we're just talking about skincare... She actually spent probably like, let's say we were together for an hour. She probably spent like 40 minutes on the skin. Yeah, like just really massaging it and prepping it mm-hmm. and then nice foundation, like clean skin. Yeah. That's a that's a good tip for sure. And Jen, you did pack a hell of a gift bag. Oh, I forgot. Yes, we had Nest Candles, Sicilian. Um, Sicilian, uh, s- Sicilian tangerine. It smelled like... Sa- I just realized it was at an Italian restaurant and it went together. I didn't even plan it did that. Go together. And then we had some yes to coconuts, coconut oil balm, mm-hmm. and your favorite Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Oil. MRC, MRC. And some Body Shop because I know you love an animal friendly vegan. Lo- love a little animal situation. friendly. I love Body Shop. Yeah, it was them fun. The day I, I, feel die. Like, I felt like everybody was feeling beautiful that day. It was really nice. Just so show up for thank- love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. 
But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allomoves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Honey Love's Superpower Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. People with Guys, I am so excited for this interview. We have Dr. Jeff Janeski, Scientific Director of Kiehl's, but more importantly, he's the other half of my favorite person, Jessica Madden. More importantly. I mean, less importantly. (laughs) Wait, no, no, more importantly. Come on. Jeff is also (laughs) Jess's fiance, who we often mention on the podcast. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you you so much. That's why I decided to do the intro so it was less (laughs) nerve wracking. You're yeah. just smiling like a, like a goon. You kind of look like yeah. a goon. This is adorable. I'm so excited. Okay. I knew this was going to be awkward for you guys, so I'm just going to like commandeer Thanks, the beginning. Yeah. Because before we talk about 
Science stuff. Science stuff. And Kiel. Is that why I'm here? Yeah. Okay. First, we want to talk about the beauty industry's most amazing and celebrated love story. <laughs> okay, but before Deborah we Lippen do that. and her husband. Be- <laughs> before we do that, Before what? we do that, just want to say, big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Thank Consistent you. listener. You are. Why do we always give me I'm a couple of episodes behind right now, mm-hmm. I will admit. You know, we're just coming off the holidays when we're recording this. <laughs> Family commitments, but big fan, well, I must say. Well, good. I'm glad you're here. Yes. Um, can you guys just say, I don't think you've ever talked about this, Jess, but Jeff, why don't, from your point of view, can you just mm-hmm. tell everyone how you met Jess and why this is a beauty industry love story? <laughs> and Jess, feel it's, free it's to It's a interject. total beauty industry love story. Yeah, so, tell us. So... As part of my responsibilities for Kiehl's, mm-hmm. I, I do things like this. Outreach, I'm an ambassador for the brand. I talk about what the science behind our products is. What do the ingredients do? How do we test them? Et cetera. So you know that very well. We've had many a meeting. We have. And <laughs> strangely, Jess and I have too since we've been dating. But the first time we, we cast eyes upon each other was <laughs> actually in the Kiehl's uh, flagship store, uh, 13th and 3rd Avenue. Mm-hmm. We had an event for a product and stress recover, stress repair. So just <laughs> yes, a good product. Just came to the event, uh, and she's st- she's gonna kill me. She was wearing glasses because her eyes were irritated that day, and I remember seeing oh, others. I was a- on restasis. <laughs> <laughs> the rewetting eye drops. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so so <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, we I, we had a few different sessions that day. I think you know, beauty editors kind of came in and out. Um, but I did remember noticing the cute redhead with the glasses. Then fast forward about three months, another launch event, new museum, Bowery, cool. Uh, we had like a hundred people there because it was like U.S. editors. It was uh, editors from Asia and Europe, all over the place. Uh, I do my presentation. It went well enough. The the PR my PR colleague Lauren Rodelitz uh, from Kiehl's. Hi Lauren. <laughs> Hi Lauren. So uh, after the presentation, one of my first PR friends. What, yes, she went to long time PR friend mm-hmm. of Jess and a close colleague of mine. We worked together on the event. She told me she wanted me to be introduced to one of the beauty editors after the event. I was just kind of walking around, you know, talking to people, answering questions. We had a little bit of a chat and. Wait, Jess, did you ask to be specially introduced to Jeff? <laughs> You know, Lauren and I are friends. We talk. And you were like, he's cute. Who is he? I, I did say, who is Dr. Janeski? Ooh, okay. What's his story? What's his story? And little did she know that she was going to be swept away on a romantic <laughs> date at the Tribeca Tavern only one week later. Is such that how a, it went down, Jess? Well, <laughs> such a classy venue. I, she was so I impressed did, with me. I did text my friend saying, like, what is this Tribeca Tavern business? <laughs> well, you we t- so you told me you told me that what? you lived downtown. Yes. And that at the time, I guess you didn't work downtown, but um, you no. you lived downtown. And I was like, oh, easy. Like, I'll just, like, pick out a bunch of places where I've watched football before and I could get a wait, $3 wait, wait. Coors Light. I, I just wanted someplace casual to have a oh, beer. Oh, it was and- casual. <laughs> <laughs> it was casual. It was I've very never casual. walked in there before. Or ever again. Or ever again. Or ever yeah. again, yeah. <laughs> and this was three years ago? Four years ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, this 2013. Was four and a half years ago. That, and the, the, yeah, the launch that we met at was the um, Super Multi-Corrective. Super Multi-Corrective. 
yeah. now a Kiehl's customer favorite. It, I love that product. Yes. That's the purple Why am I stuff. doing yes. your job? I love that product. <laughs> I don't know, but this is hilarious to watch the two of them. I wish you guys could all be here and we had video because it's adorable. Aww. So the date obviously went well enough and you guys started dating. Right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah like, like right away. I have to ask though, you eventually moved in together. You did yes. get engaged, which is fabulous. But how does this go, like, living with someone who's in the biz? Do you guys, like, come home and talk about beauty products? I annoy Jeff Some, all the time. Sometimes. It's more sh- Jess asking me about products, <laughs> I would say. Because well, we'll get into my background. But yes. my So my title at Kiehl's is a scientific director. I have a technical background. I work in product development and in kind of the, the technical side of things, more or less. And he so has a PhD I, from Cornell in chemistry. Ooh. Is that right? Did I get that right? Close enough. Uh, (laughs) Chemical engineering. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be a doctor's wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A a, a PhD. Can I put that on my nail? (laughs) It usually goes down like Jess has a product that she's into and she'll want me to assess it, right? I I would say that's Mm -hmm. usually, I mean, I'm, and she actually makes fun of me like going the other way because I'm not very forthcoming about what I'm working on on, the, on a day-to-day basis um, because, you know, she is in, in the press, right? So there's yeah. a time that people in your profession get involved with knowing about something that we're working on at, at Kiehl's, right? And that time is typically later than when the heavy-duty work is going on on, like, making the product, making the formula, or doing the testing. Wait, pause for a second. So right now you're working on a product that might not come out for, like, two years, Right, exactly, okay. yeah. And it, I'm happy to talk about the timeline of how it works because I know, you know, people are probably interested in the behind the scenes of, of it a little bit. But just, you know, for now, I'll say typically we're working on things, you know, we're working on things two or three years ahead of time. And it's, it's, it's not the time when we're ready to tell the world about it. And, of course, I trust her. She's not going to go blabbing to every Tom, no, Dick, and Harry about it. But <laughs> So even yes. if you bring home, like, a lab sample or something, Jess can't play with it? No. No. Ooh, but does I, this put I, a wedge between I, you and the relationship? She, she complains no, about it sometimes when no, she wants I, to, I, I, I to respect, pick on me. I respect that you're like yeah. a rules follower because I like rules. She, she she likes rules far more than I like rules. Yeah, so funny. Like okay, rules. so yeah. when you look, if we looked at your medicine cabinets, like who has more products? Jess, a hundred percent. Wow, okay, you have a hundred percent more products uh, plus a hundred percent on top of that plus three hundred percent on top of yes. that easily. Yes. I'm, I like products, but I'm not a complete product junkie. I, I, I have to, I'm trying things all the time because we're working on things. Yeah. Um, but I also, I kind of have like my, my standbys, my go-tos that are part of my normal routine. So yeah, I'm not like constantly trying this, that, and the other thing. I, I take, you know how like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, I'm completely comparing myself to those two wow. guys Wow. Right okay, let's go there. You know how they wear <laughs> the same thing like every day or yes. Steve Jobs yes. wore the same thing every day? It's, you know, it's one less decision that they have to make. Now, I don't wear the same thing every day, but I don't necessarily want to be trying a new product every single day if I don't have to. Got it. That's just me. Got it. Whereas Jess's job is to do just that. I love trying new products. Yeah, because, you know, if you're trying a new product, then you have to think about where does that fit into my routine? Does it fit with this, that, and the other thing? And, um, yeah, it gets to be a whole whole cascade of decisions. I don't want to do that every day. But, like, okay, so last night I tried a new product – I loved it. You were nonplussed. I don't. Oh not well, say we what didn't go. Was. We didn't go deep into it though. It, it was more like a a concept of a product that you were telling me. Yeah, about, like well, we right? get into I, a lot of debates though about like products. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, a, a lot of times too, it's like you know, she just wants me to turn around the ingredient list and break mm. down like every single ingredient and what's. We, we don't typically go through every single one and say what's this and that in for what's that in for. But you know, sometimes and I usually ask you. I feel badly at like you know twelve like a.m. when you're just about to go to sleep and I'm uh, right. Like, what's this? Right. Yeah. What's I, ascorbic acid, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Is this good? Yeah, I'm I like sitting it. there with a book and like ready to pass out and <laughs> due to being tired and not wanting to think about work at all. And yeah, I am going to break out my one of my favorite creams, and we're going to have you look at the Ooh. the IL. The for those IL of, for those of the you ingredient yeah, list. We'll give a little little slang, little lingo today. <laughs> the ingredient oh, list. That's fun. And um we'll see what Jeff says. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run it by Dr. Jeff. Before we get into that, you briefly mentioned your background, but you're the scientific director at Keels. What do you do and how did you get there? Day to day. How did I get here? Yeah. It, uh, it's like the talking head song. Do you guys get charged for that? Um, no, we'll <laughs> cue the talking head song now. <laughs> right. So my background is in chemical engineering. As you mentioned earlier, I have a PhD in chemical engineering from Cornell. And basically what that means is I studied, in a way, the physical chemistry of materials. But that's something that's really interesting for cosmetics because, you know, basically we have within a product, we have all these diverse ingredients and we have to think about the ways that they re interact with one another within a product and what that's going to do in terms of the, the properties, the way that they, they feel or look when you apply them. And also at the end of the day, what they're going to do for, for your, your skin in, in the case of a skincare product. Right. So, so day to day, you're like mixing up products. I started I started that way, yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, when I first came into the industry, I, I really was a, a cosmetic chemist, somebody who's working with his hands every day. Uh, you were at the bench. At, at right, the bench, at the right? lab Ooh. bench. So, like, if you think back to everybody took chemistry in high school, right? So you have these these benches where you might have a bunch of beakers and Erlenmeyer flasks mm -hmm. and all that type Bumps of stuff. burner. Bunsen burners, yes. <laughs> At that point in my career, yeah, I was I was working on the bench every day. I was, you know, my my job might be to come in in the morning and, uh, well, I made one version of the cream, version nine, yesterday, but the slip wasn't very good. It felt a little bit draggy, so maybe I want to increase the emolliency of this this thing and make it feel much smoother on skin. Maybe I talked to the person, uh, one of my colleagues who's an expert in ingredients, and she said, oh, we, well, we really need to add an ingredient that's going to give a better effect on fine lines or wrinkles mm. or uh, brightening the skin or whatever it might be. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, when they come into the industry as a chemist, they, they start this way, right? Like really working with your hands, working on the bench. Mm -hmm. And now... So <laughs> from there, you know, I moved up a little bit through the ranks within what I would say is kind of like the lab side of things. So, you know, you, you start kind of working with your hands, or at least I did, then I moved on to do a little bit more in terms of the ideation of, uh, you know, what's going to go into the products. Like, you know, for instance, what are the active ingredients going to be to deliver a particular uh, performance? When the marketing team start to write uh, copy for packages or advertisements, et cetera, to start to review those things to make sure that they're technically precise because that's something that's really important as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually I was the manager of the skincare laboratory for Kiehl's. That was my previous job to the one that I have now. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like managing all of the people who are the cosmetic chemists working on the bench. Yeah. Got it. And now you're the scientific director for Kiehl's. Right. 
So now it's it's kind of a subtle shift, but I moved um, instead of being located at the laboratory every day. I'm located in New York. I'm sitting basically with the the marketing team, the uh, the PR teams, the education teams, uh, and I, I work within a product development team within the brand. So what myself and my colleagues do is we're kind of um, the people who sit in between the lab. And the marketers are all the people who are responsible for the final mm. communication on how we're going to advertise or sell the product, right? Um, and my job is a little bit specific, though, because I have, uh, obviously, a very technical background. So I'm still working with the labs every day to, to come up with ways that we're going to drive the performance of our products. I'm working with my colleagues in product development every day to think about what we might have to do to make a product look or feel a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm certainly working with my colleagues in the education teams that, you know, uh, help to train the people in our, our shops and our PR teams and our marketing teams to make sure that we describe uh, the science behind our products in a very clear and precise way and also in a way that people can understand. It's because he's such a so well-spoken a, a... scientist. They let him out of the lab. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like he's good with the beauty editors. We hear let's let's bring him out into the into the market. So, um, Jess, you have some questions. You know, we have you know it's so funny because it's like you know how you sometimes you don't know what the people who are closest to you do all day. Yeah. I feel like I love this like very close description of everything you do. I mean I know what you do all day, but hearing you talk about it is really new. Mm. It's very fresh. Was that I, I don't give you my elevator pitch every night? No, I just feel like. <laughs> uh, are you falling short. in love all over oh, again? Yeah. <laughs> Can we get little like bird sounds? Yeah. Um, well, people were very excited, Jeff, when I told them that you were coming on the show. Now, I posted in our private Facebook group. And guys, if you're listening and you're not in the private Facebook group, it's not that you're not invited. It's just that one of our amazing listeners started it and you have to join. So I will put that link up on our website again just as a little refresher but you're all invited and I'll let all of you in um <laughs> I told um folks that Jeff was coming on and we were barraged is that the word I like barraged. it I was gonna go with inundated but I like inundated it. with a barrage of <laughs> there, questions there you go yeah I think so it's it's very close after the vacation um with questions people want to know how products are made. They want to get behind how the curtain. How products are made. Yes, they want. They want to see behind the curtain. So, so wait, 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 wait. I didn't yeah, answer so, my well, question well, yet. Okay, that I was thought a very that was a question. question. <laughs> they, they, they want to know like the culture of like, you know, product development. They have so many questions because we don't get to talk to someone like you every week. This was one of my favorite questions. Do chemists hate? the marketers and merchandisers. This is from Michelle. Guys, I'm giving you credit. Shout out to Michelle. This is like a reader's choice, listener's choice show. I think we might do this again, too. I like this crowdsourcing yeah. questions. Michelle wants to know if you hate the people, your do, co- do the your ca- do, I, do I hate the people uh, no, that no, no, I no, work not, with not, not every day? Not does Jeffrey Janeski Do they give you, hate, yeah, like, do they, but like, like is, there, is there like a beef between like the chemists, like the, you know, the two sides? You're saying that you, you know, you were on at the bench and now you have this amazing like hybrid role where you get to you're right. kind of in a different situation. So, right. you know. I mean, honestly, there's only one person I hate at Kiehl's. I- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's breaking, breaking news right I, I, here. Yeah, I put on a very serious 
face. To, they, they both freaked out. I know. I got really. I was like, uh, no, what? no, we don't. We, Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> he was. The uh, yes, yes, I was kidding. Um, the no, the the, the the chemists and the the marketers do not hate each other. <laughs> I think there there are two groups of people who speak very different languages, though, and. When the relationship is working right, I think each is challenging the other group, right? Because the marketers are, they're not going to have the same background as the chemists and vice versa. So the marketers are always going to want to say more than the chemists want them to say. Mm -hmm. The marketers are always going to say, I don't want you to use this, that, or the other ingredient because, uh, you know, either it doesn't fit the positioning of our brand or we heard some customers don't like it um, Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. Uh, and the chemists, of course, want to be able to use anything that they want to use to drive performance. But I, I think, you know, basically w- when you work through a project together and you, you have an open line of communication to one, of one another, you, you kind of meet in the middle. And that's where y- you can get, a, you know, a very kind of impactful communication. It's like you any can get good relationship. A, it's, a, it's about yeah. a relationship. It's like Ooh. any good relationship. Good analogy. Right? No, totally. And I think... Yeah. I think Honestly, you need strength in both. If you're a really strong company, you're going to have strength on both sides because if marketing is pulling things too far, then you're going to have communication that's not precise or that's overpromising. And guess what? People buy something once, but if everything you're saying about the product is not true or they don't find it to be true, they're not going to buy it again. And if the lab is going to be, is way too restrictive or the you know in, in terms of what they're giving to the marketers or what they're not working with the marketers at all to deliver the things that the marketers want, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to have as good of a product. So I I think you, uh, yeah, you really have to meet in the middle. Good relationship. Lovely Tanya from our Facebook group had a question about that. She wanted to know how do we learn to read labels better? Like you, those ILs, Mm -hmm. like we don't get that much from them. I don't know. (laughs) Is this where you wanted to bring out your prop Jess or no? We could, we do you want to do that at the end, okay, like let's a little do game. That. Like but a as game? just as a layperson, yeah. are there key ingredients we should be looking <laughs> for to support certain claims or selling points? That was Tanya's right question. So this is a, a tough question too, and we, I know we'll we'll look at uh, the the product that Jess brought in, but mm-hmm. there there are definitely tried and true ingredients that you can look for, but. You know, honestly, at the end of the day, it can take a little bit of the fun out of it. You know, I mean, we're always looking for new things just because it's new or something that even I haven't heard of. uh, It doesn't mean it's not good. Right. So I think, yeah, of course, you can look for like the vitamins. We we know that those are are good. Vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin B3, vitamin B5, E. Uh, All those are certainly tried and true and certainly been studied for many years. Mm -hmm. And if you formulate quote-unquote correctly with those products, you're likely to going to get a good skincare performance, whether it's for, you know, vitamin A for uh, for wrinkle performance, vitamin C for brightening and anti-wrinkle, vitamin E for its antioxidant performance. But I think, you know, I, I don't want to, and I can't sit here and say that just because it's a new botanical extract or a new synthetic ingredient that's coming from chemistry that it doesn't work. So I typically like to look a little bit more at what is the substantiation that the the company has for the product? And by that, I mean the testing. You know, is it, mm. are they, you know, making a claim on hydration? And do they say, oh, it hydrates for 24 hours? Yeah. If they're saying that, then they've used an instrument to study the hydration on people, 
with the with the product legally actually does. they had to in order to make that claim. Well, <laughs> hopefully they're doing this, but yeah. I, I mean at least if they're claiming twenty four hydration, it's very likely that they at least did an instrumental study to show it. So. With Kiehl's, do you guys do like clinical tests or? Yeah. So, okay. uh, so if you're looking for a, a treatment, like a leave-on product, something for anti-aging or skin brightening or, you know, whatever it might be, um, I, of course, as a, I'm, I have, I'm a scientist, I have a scientific background, background. I like to see objective proof, right? So yeah. that might mean a clinical study. That might mean an instrumental study. But at the same time, we know that people want to see an effect on their skin as well. So a lot of times what we do in the industry is consumer studies as well. And that's you where think you those see, are just as valuable? Like look, if I mean, I, I personally, right. I personally, I'm a scientist, right? Yeah. I like to see objective proof. But at the same yeah, time, I'm never going to... black gonna, and white. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, but think, think about it, though. I'm never going to take it away from somebody. So what kind of flowers she, are at the wedding, guys? <laughs> right, no, right. <laughs> if, if someone uses a product and she believes it does all these great things for her skin and she thinks uh the experience of using it is wonderful yeah like why should we take that away from them i mean it's a you know we, we don't have this debate in other industries or we do but i think it's kind of stupid right like yeah, you like, can get into debate of 17% like 17 percent of women like this blue sweater because it made their eyes look right, bluer right no, or, funny, or like yeah. you know there's the whole like android versus iphone thing all the time and like yeah. or whatever cell phone you're using and what are the technical specs of it at the end of the day, of course, there's the performance aspects of it and like what the processor is in the phone and how much memory the phone has and all that thing too. But there's also an aesthetic thing to it. Like, does it, do you like the size of the screen? Uh, does it fit in your hand well? Uh, do you, does it work well with your other, your other things? Right. Does it like, so, suit your budget better? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So I don't think we should discount, um, you know, although I'm kind of the technical guy, I don't think we should discount the aesthetic aspects of products. I, I think it's really important. But so I, I guess, but that said, I do like to see, um, you know, if I'm looking at like a product that's, that's being sold for anti-aging purposes, um, as a scientist, I do like to see a clinical study or an instrumental study or something that's demonstrating the effect of the product because, okay. we, you know, I, you can play on the ingredients and the communication that you of these certain ingredients that you have uh, or, uh, you know, 98% of consumers saw this or that, but, um, you know, I still like to you see it clinical. You want the proof. You want yeah. the proof. Um, okay. So we got a lot of questions from people talking about silicone they need to silicone they need to know jeff <laughs> like they're not sleeping okay i'll just give you one of the questions and this is from the lovely amanda she wanted to know are they good or are they bad for your skin or your hair and i know you have experience in hair so you can speak to that too what are they for she avoids them because she thinks they're fillers to make cheaper products feel luxurious Ooh, that sounds so like like shady, this. right? <laughs> uh, but she said she keeps hearing professionals embrace products that that have them. So what what do you think? Okay, so this is this is a big topic. <laughs> so so silicones in general. I mean, I think some customers think that there's like a silicone, or there's like or there's two of them, or something. It's a class of ingredients, right? So what unites all of them is a very specific chemistry. We're just going to go a little bit technical just for a second. I promise I won't, go, I won't go into the rabbit hole too much. <laughs> but the, so, the, the reason I want to say it is because the reason that cosmetic chemists use silicone is because of the, a couple of very unique 
properties of silicone ingredients. Okay. So one is that they're very, very flexible. And another is that they're very, very spreadable. And those are kind of related, okay? So basically, uh, you know, everybody knows what a silicone feel, or most of your listeners will know what a silicone feel on, on skin is. Mm-hmm. The technical reason that it's so spreadable is silicone has an extremely low surface energy. Okay. So it's not going to drag against your skin. It no, slips. so but the, the I point can't is, you know this stuff. Like I can't well, believe this stuff's in your head. Like all right, so that, oh, that was super deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the the point is, you know, everybody, you know, even in the cosmetics industry, people look for replacements for silicones because people like was it Amanda? Lovely Amanda. Like you want to avoid them, like but it, yeah. right. So but that's fine. If, if you don't like a silicone feel, uh, or if you're somebody who's very militantly all natural, silicones are synthetic ingredients. Let's just get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to use any synthetic, anything on your skin, well, I mean, good luck, but <laughs> like, you, you know, you could avoid silicones. That's fine. If you don't like the feel of silicones, I, by all means, avoid them. You, you know, I'm not here to tell people what to do. If you're convinced that if every time I pick up a product that says dimethicone on the label that I break out, I would tell you uh, my expert opinion is that there's not really any evidence that supports that silicone is comedogenic. But if you think it does it to your skin, then avoid it. You know, I I, I can't tell you. I'm Are not they gonna, cheap fillers like she was imagining? So it goes back to the question of aesthetics, right? Mm-hmm. So. I mean, our, you know, we use other emollients, we use vegetable oils uh, that, you know, maybe could give you a skincare benefit as well, but are also going to modify the the feel of a, a product. Is that going to, you know, would you call that a cheap filler? I don't um, know. As far as raw materials cost, are silicones? Not um, necessarily. I mean, no. there's all different. I, I mean, I'm not like the, <laughs> I'm not a purchasing guy. I'm not, uh, you know, analyzing no, the cost of know. these things all the time. Yeah. I mean, if the alternative is that you're going to take Camellia oil, <laughs> then <laughs> well, that's a little pricier. L- Let's put it this way. If the alternative is that you're going to take out silicone and you're going to replace it with water, you know what the cheapest ingredient is? Water. So um, I I think, like, if you're not concerned about the things I mentioned, my advice to people would be don't worry so much about, like, if you see dimethicone on the label or, you know, whatever silicone ingredient it might be, don't worry so much about it. And we do use them sometimes for performance purposes as well. So first of all... The, the feel on skin. We mm-hmm. know that, as, again, I said, aesthetics are super important. So people want their products to feel good. Uh, so that, that's an important reason that you use a, this class of ingredients. But there's other, you know, there are different types of silicones. There are a whole different class of ingredients. Like I said, there, there are a whole class of different ingredients. So you might use a silicone elastomer for a soft focus effect on skin. Mm-hmm. So almost like a little film that you can, uh, you can make on skin that's going to temporarily... Uh, mask the appearance of lines, wrinkles, and pores. Um, you or like a use blur a, cream or primer or something. Right. Silicones are also anti-foamers. So if you want to cut, um, you want some foam, but you don't want like a, a complete huge foam, the silicone can cut that Ooh, a little bit. Didn't know that. So didn't it has what to about, do with the surface tension again, Jen. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank nerdy, you for coming on the show. Tip. Yes. Yes. All Next right. Question. This is another biggie. A, a biggie. A bit's a biggie. Oh, I'm right? prepared. Okay. So a lot of people, like Amy, one of our listeners, said that there is a difference between, or rather she wants to know what the difference, I'm going to call this a leading question, Mm. the difference between U.S. and European 
products? What are the differences between them? And you know in, what? I, in terms of what we what we can, can do, what we what, can do, what, what we can buy, what we maybe what can we can buy, or like the rules like between them. I mean, I always you often hear, hear about the EU being yeah, like, more restrictive with their ingredients. Yeah, like okay. oh, you the EU bans everything. You know, the US allows everything. Okay, so from the perspective of Kiehl's, I can say this: we're a we're a company that sells all over the world. And by and large, we're selling the same product. If you went down the street in New York and bought it, if you bought it in Paris, if you bought it in Tokyo, right? So um, you also will sometimes see, for whatever reason, number 1,300 sticks in my head. I think the, the people say there's 1,300 banned ingredients in the EU and like 10 that are banned in the U.S., there's a bunch of ingredients that we would never consider to use in a cosmetic product that are on that EU ban list. Uh, you know, why, why they're not officially banned in the U.S., I don't know. I'm not a, a regulator. But um, essentially, we're by and large, we're having to respect all of these EU rules if we're an international brand anyway. So I think, you know... If For large brands, there might not be a huge difference between European and American versions. Totally. If you're, if, you're sell, if you're selling globally, you're typically not going to see a difference. But there are some exceptions, and those exceptions are really in the categories that are re- regulated in the U.S., so OTC categories, like particularly sunscreens. That's where you see a big difference a lot. You're talking about things that on the back have an active drug listed. Yeah, okay. e- exactly. So, And a lot of times, you know, sometimes we, we may have the same product like if it's an acne product, sometimes the regulations aren't so different in the EU versus Asia. Mm-hmm. Sunscreens, the regulations can be different, particularly around the UV filters that we're allowed to use in EU versus US. But in that case, EU is actually less restrictive. So that's where you'll some of the situations where you'll see a difference. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like the the flip side of the coin a little bit where you know, I think people the in EU, general, they let it all, like they, EU, yeah, people think that you is more restrictive and in some sunscreen. ways maybe they are at least in terms of what they put on the page, uh, for the regulations. But on the flip side of things in some categories, the, the U S is more restrictive. I feel like you led us very nicely into Rebecca's question. Mm-hmm. Rebecca wants to know you, you, well, she didn't know you worked on sunscreen, but we know that what makes a good sunscreen. And then also how come some of them can leave your skin feeling dry and flaky, or maybe she just means the product gets dry and flaky. You have to right. you have to figure it out because that's your job. <laughs> you what does Rebecca like, want to okay. know? So, he was like the sunscreen king. Remember on the beach, you brought like so many sunscreens that summer. Was this an early <laughs> date? Yeah, or, or, <gasps> early days. No, how many sunscreens did he bring to the beach date? You had like five different uh, models. I was like cleaning out my product closet or something. Wait, wait, wait. You went on a date with him and he brought five types of sunscreen to the beach. No, no, no. This is like we went, we shared like a beach house situation. That was early on in your... Early days. Early days. But he, I was like, this guy really like brings a lot of sunscreens. He brings a lot of (laughs) options. There was an Well, I mean, there were a bunch of people in the house. So, you know, I had to, I had to hook everybody up. Yeah. So then what makes makes uh, a good one then? So, you know, there's always a lot of debate about sunscreens, too, because and you can find a lot of information out there. What's a quote unquote mineral sunscreen? Why are you giving quotes a, with minerals? Why are you giving quotes? He means a physical well, sunscreen. Because a physical like, versus quote unquote okay. chemical okay, mineral. Fine. You can call it a mineral sunscreen if you want it. Okay. I mean, I might want to call it like a particulate sunscreen. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> You're marrying them. Bell <laughs> thought it was funny. Um, yeah, so so th- of course I, I think most of your listeners know that the, the 
the two quote unquote classes of sunscreens work in different ways. Mineral more in terms of like reflecting UV light, whereas a quote unquote chemical sunscreen is more going to absorb UV light. Um, that said, you, you know, typically dermatologists, I, I know, you know, if you have sensitive skin or acne prone skin, they will recommend a mineral sunscreen, right? This Correct. is a very, this is kind of like a, a common recommendation that you'll find in a, a beauty magazine, let's say. That said, you know, there's plenty of sunscreens that use quote unquote chemical filters and I've worked on them where we've tested for non-comedogenic and have flying results, right? So I think it goes back to the question about the silicones. Like if you know that if I turn over the back of the label and I see avobenzone or, you know, a a chemical UV filter that I break out, then by all means avoid them. Um, But I I think customers can find solutions either way, right? And and I don't know if Rebecca was specifically asking about mineral versus versus quote unquote chemical sunscreen. I have to say quote unquote every time. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Drink every time Jeff says right. quote unquote. But um, but I think, you know, again, I personally as a yeah, customer, I'll use I'll use for? I'll use either one. And again, I rely on the testing. If it says non comedogenic on the front of the label, then at least I have some confidence that they the brand or the company did some testing to substantiate that. Um, in terms of what makes a good one, I think Sunscreens are a real challenge in terms of formulation. And the reason is you either have a whole lot of powder because you have uh, titanium dioxide or zinc oxide or both, or you have a whole lot of oil load because the UV the UV filters that are the quote unquote chemical ones <laughs> are, are oily. Okay. So um, they're really a challenge in terms of aesthetics. Um, I, if you're, it's something that you're using every day, um, again, looking to, to what they're saying about a product, look for something that does claim something like all day hydration, because then you know that you're getting that, that skincare benefit and you're going to prevent that if you have a concern about dryness and flakiness. Uh, in terms of why that's happening, it, it could be different reasons. I, I mean, whether you're using, um, uh, well, if you're using a mineral sunscreen, you're going to have a high powder load. Which that could can be, be that drying. dryness, yeah. Um, and even if you're using a, a, a chemical sunscreen, I'll, I won't say the quote-unquote this time. Um, I'll Still just imply it. Yes. For next drink. <laughs> um, those, you know, sometimes the, uh, the company will use powder ingredients to give it a more mattifying feel on skin so it doesn't feel so oily. Oh, yeah, people with oily skin, sure. And also for either, you have to use sol- solubilizing ingredients to keep all the filters stable and suspended and all of that. And some of those could have that effect on your skin too. So uh, if you look for one that, you know, might have an all day hydration claim, it's, if it's one that you're going to use every day as your daily sunscreen, at least you're going to have some humectant ingredients to counteract that. So um, Norma from the group had a question. She wants to know, and I've heard this too, and I actually have always been scared of this, but I never said anything. Mm. Do some ingredients cancel each other out? Uh, I wouldn't worry so much about that, Norma. So I, <laughs> I think, you know, the, the most important thing, um, and there was, I think there was a little bit more, I'm, I see the, the question on your page. There's a little bit more asking about like mixing retinols. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I, I snuck a peek at Norma's question and so she's asking specifically about mixing AHAs, BHAs, retinols, vitamin C. Vitamin C. So I, I think the biggest thing to heed with these types of ingredients, we know that they're very active, tried and true ingredients. 
heed the recommendations in terms of like day versus night usage or, you know, if you're using AHA product to make sure if you use in the morning to make sure you lay over a sunscreen Mm -hmm. um, because they can make your skin a little bit more sun sensitive. Um, Look, I'm completely happy to be corrected on this by somebody, but this drives me crazy because there's just something I read for the derm say all the time. I won't say all the time, but I've definitely seen it quoted in a number of articles that's saying don't use an AHA and a vitamin C product because it deactivates the vitamin C. And that's probably maybe the reason Norm is asking this question. Um, I don't understand this feedback at all. I completely disagree with it. Uh, A lot of vitamin C products, if they're an aqueous vitamin C product, they're actually formulated at a low pH to uh, essentially make the vitamin C work better and to stabilize it within the formula. So why would using a a glycolic peel or something like that deactivate the vitamin C? It it just seems completely asinine Hmm. and and it it doesn't match up with my knowledge of the ingredient at all. Um, At Kiehl's, we take a little different approach with vitamin C. We actually have an anhydrous product. Uh, That's our powerful strength line reducing concentrate. Mm -hmm. New version Mm -hmm. coming out very soon or it probably will drop by the time you hear this. I got to get one plug in. It's out. Um, it's out. It it's out. It it's doing great. It's in the stores. Um, so, but anyway, uh, that kind of drives me crazy because it, you, look, if you're a, a chemist or a dermatologist and you think I'm wrong, feel free to write in and explain why. But uh, I, I, I really it's don't not agree. True. With, what yeah. about what about I use a growth factor and then some nights I also want the retinol for a little exfoliation. Do you know anything about if those two counteract each other? Yeah, I mean, so. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't expect that they counteract each other. They're not the same other. formula, obviously. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're going to have kind of different modes of action, so or at least theoretically. I, you know, I'm everybody can. Policy. No, everybody. <laughs> I, I think it sometimes is. I'm like, this works, but this might work too. So let's do both. No, I think so, I, I, by and large, I think as a customer, and you know, for better or worse, there's more and more information that you can find. Everybody has the internet, and you can ask one person. One thing. I'm asking you, one the person, expert. Another thing. Do they cancel each other out? No, completely. So I'm, I'm just saying. Everyone I, has an opinion. Right. Everybody has an okay. opinion, and it's impossible for me to think about every different permutation of using products together and if they might. From I, your knowledge. But from my knowledge, I don't have any concern. Yeah. So Good. that's what I wanted. That, I wanted to be <laughs> right. reassured. Putting on your your growth factor and your retinol. Yes. Oh, maybe I need to use growth factor. Well, let's ask Jeff what he uses. We're coming to that portion oh, of the yeah. interview. So you said you were a classicist, not in that you... I'm a, I'm a classicist. You but like the classics. Don't, don't I get a, a chance to ask any questions? I, I told you I'm a big fan of the show. Maybe I can have some different suggestions for the show. I think you guys, I love your theme song. <gasps> oh but, my God, this is the critique portion of yes. the interview. Okay, theme song is cool. It's fun. <laughs> but maybe you guys need an announcer. And I work just right down the street from your recording studio. <laughs> Uh, so you know how like in He's SNL, really enjoying being at this yeah. mic, isn't he? <laughs> so I'm gonna get you on l- you know home. live from <laughs> I, I don't know what would be studio studio seven. <laughs> Row. Yeah. Um, okay, so the sh- like the music, you know, maybe we, we could romance it up a little bit too. Like as the cars stream into the Holland <laughs> Tunnel, back to New Jersey. Um, we're gonna have to we're to yeah. crowdsource whether or not people agree with you on this one. Tell me about these classics that are in the Jeff Janeski medicine cabinet. Okay. So hair first because you have gorgeous hair. Uh, why, why thank you. A lovely man bob. Yeah, I do have shoulder <laughs> shoulder length hair. Shout out Xavier. Uh 
John Frieda Serge Normand. Amazing. Yes. What products do you use on it? So he used to have really long hair. So, Xavier, yeah. yeah. He knows what he's doing. So yeah. if you're a guy with longer hair Beautiful and you're, hair. you're in New York, I typically use L'Oreal Professional List Ultimate because it's uh, I find it to be a very conditioning shampoo. And typically, I don't need to follow up with a conditioner. Oh, no. you have nice it. shiny hair like you do use conditioner. Right. So sometimes I do use a conditioner. Um, if I use a different shampoo, if I use uh, what they have at my gym, which just happens to be a Kiehl's product, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will use uh, the Kiehl's amino acid shampoo and the conditioner that they have at Equinox. Shout out Equinox. Um, <laughs> like they Jeff need a Tedeschi shout out. Is hashtag spawned. Like, <laughs> like, so much sponsorship. Yeah, okay. and, and, yeah. I, I'm I'm completely willing to hashtag spawn if Equinox wants to give me a free membership for. But well, you months. go Come like on. three times a day. <laughs> Not true. Once a once day. a day. Um, <laughs> okay, back to the spell. Okay, face back products. to the spill. skincare is where you really excel. Skincare. So well, let's finish hair. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. So I do. Okay, I have longer hair. Um, but I find that my hair can get a little bit greasy or oily, uh, if I use the wrong product on it. So I actually like to use a very light gel just for a little bit of hold Mm -hmm. and just to keep it out of my face. So shout out to (laughs) Kiehl's. I actually forget the product name. How awful is that? Kiehl's. It's like light hold gel. Um, yeah, something like that. We'll put it on the blog. I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a marketing guy. I'm. You know. I don't. That's I'm not fine. concerned with product names. Um, <laughs> really, really great promo I'm doing for my brand right now. Uh, clean hold styling clean hold. gel. Clean hold yes. styling gel. Yes. And can I move on to face or do you? Yes, keep, we can okay. move on. Okay. So what are on. what are your classic skincare favorites? So. I have some staples that I, I use from Kiehl's for sure. Uh, I love our ni- nightly refining micro peel concentrate. And if we want to talk about just kind of philosophy for skincare for a minute, um, I am a big believer in gentle exfoliation. And I think kind of from a philosophy standpoint as well, I like products that can kind of work on anybody. And I think if you have a gentle exfoliant, whether you're, you know, 18 or 80, it's going to do good for your skin. It's going to make your skin is more Is this one a manual or, or chemical exfoliant? So this one is a, chemi- is a chemical exfoliant, um, but it's very gentle. You can use it every evening. Um, I, you know, I know some of these peeling products have gotten more popular. There's some from other companies that are, I, I think, stronger in terms of the acid percentage and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like one that you can just use every day without thinking about it. So that's why I like our product. Nice. Um, and I think, you know, it, it seems a little bit boring, but just a good moisturizer, you know, whether... What's whether, yours? Well, moisturizer, I do switch around a little bit more. And it's the type of product, too, that I'm kind of trialing a lot for different things that we're working on because... Obviously, it's a very, whether it's an anti-aging moisturizer or a quote-unquote basic moisturizer, um, the, it's a type of product that we're, we're working on quite a bit. But I do like our facial fuel products for Kiehl's. Oh, yeah. So um, that's our Kiehl's men's line. So I, I'll use our facial fuel moisturizer. And, uh, you know, some of our Kiehl's classics like Ultra Facial Cream, I, I really like too. Yeah. So um, last but not least, you know, I'm certainly not going to be the first or last person to say this on on the podcast, but SPF, obviously super important. So I think, what's um, your sunscreen of choice? Sunscreen of choice. Uh, I do 
kick around a little bit on, I would say. Um, I Most recently, I've been using our Ultra Facial Cream SPF 30. Got so, it. you know, I, I, I wish I could be more div- diverse in my product recommendations. That's but, okay. hey, I work for Kiehl's. I'm not going to apologize. What about fragrance? <laughs> Fragrance. Your, your fiance is notorious for her nose. Yeah. Did she, you fall so, in love with Jeff's smell, Jess? <laughs> it's important, right? So I don't. I smell good. But you didn't yeah. have such a vast library when I met you. No. You really, so like, I. Up. Yeah. I think I went through a period where I had like a bunch of different fragrances, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to be more minimalist. Minimalist, and I got rid of some of them. And now I'm back. I'm, I'm back, baby. I'm so strong. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, that he wears, Jess? I like, um, you were wearing Ferragamo the other day. Yeah. And then YSL. Uh, the the Mom. I've been, I, I wore that for years and I, I, I feel like I've exhausted myself on it a little bit. I don't know. Do you guys find that you get not sick of, but like you, you, <laughs> You just want to try something new. I think I'm in that We're phase right always, now, and it's it's, like it's a, winter, like a, so like I've been enjoying that the Tom Ford uh, mineral. Oh, oud, that's a beautiful one. Uh, What's it called? Oud mineral. Oud mineral. Yeah, okay. it's an and, oud, but it's like crisp and salty and cold. Oh, it smells like, cold. Oh right. my god, it's so so right. great. And oh. uh, the Jazz Club replica. Mm-hmm. From yeah, that's very nice. Maison. Maison Margiela. Yeah. So yeah, I like to. I, I do like. Fra- I, I think fragrance is. I'm again. I'm not going to be the first or last person to say it, but it's just a cool way to just change you know, it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, change it up, and you know, it's a fun thing. Sometimes you can wear something different in the morning, and then if you're going out that night, something a little bit more smoky, or you know, something a little bit more suitable for a night in the town. So you know, we're we're going out like all the time. We're, we completely don't want to yeah, go you home two and are like, sit with our cat. Never, <laughs> not you guys. <laughs> Um, I think I expected you have a good wardrobe of fragrance, and of course you did. Um, now I will allow this game that okay. I know nothing the game about. Game may commence. Sure. Uh, okay, Jeff, I'm going to show you the IL for one of my favorite products. Now I'm not going to say the name of this product. We all know this product. Okay. Ooh. Ah. Is he supposed to guess the product? He, no, he's not going to guess. IL? No, he's not going to guess the oh, product. Okay. That would really be amazing. But he is going to give us his, his Doctor Jeff diagnosis. Is okay. this a good product? Is this a good now, product? Now, don't okay. re- don't read off too much that that we don't want our friends but walk at us this through brand your to like you know. We don't want them to be upset if you're not happy with it. Okay. But I just want to know, like, is this a good product for me? And I also want to say, this is not a cheap product. So this is a, a sunscreen? There's sunscreen in it, okay. but it does not market itself as a sunscreen. How did you know just looking yeah, at that? How did you know? So, well, the it's interesting because the ingredient list uh, has UV filters like homosylate uh, and... Avobenzone, octylcrylene. So it's clearly a sunscreen, but it's not listed in the US FDA OTC manner. So I guess I would I have to guess. It could be on the UK site. Yeah, I have to guess. Okay, so it's a, a UK product, I guess. Ooh, ooh. Um, beauty detective. Beauty okay. detective. So, Dr. Jeff needs a theme right. song. So just, you know, this is, I feel like this is the exercise we do at home, which I guess is the fun of it. So the first ingredient, yeah, of course, is water. Part. And then you have 
a UV filter, and then you have glycerol stearate SE, which is an emulsifying ingredient, which keeps like the oil and the water together in okay. a nice harmonious cream, right? Mm-hmm. And then it has ingredients like butylene glycol, um, which are kind of like solubilizing, can give you some moisturizing um, performance as well. Settle alcohols, like a co-emulsifier, so that's there to kind of anchor the oil droplets within the water. Um, C1215 alkobenzoate is a solubilizing ingredient for the I'm sunscreens. Sorry. Just I don't know why I'm nervous. Hot. Like, this is like, <laughs> I am into this. This is like, I see it, Jess. <laughs> like, I wasn't sure before, but now. <laughs> keep going, okay. keep going. So <laughs> what I'll say about this product, and this is... Um, you get to a point on like, the are ingredient you in, list. Are you like into this so far or no? So it's, it's I mean, it's a pretty classic product. The glycerol stearate is kind of like a what we'd call like a classic emulsifier. Um, it's going to give you, this product is definitely like a, I don't want to say heavier cream, but it's definitely a cream. Mm, yeah, rich. I love it. Oh, yeah, um, I love it. It's probably pretty rich. But um, it's going to have some slip because we have the aforementioned silicones in it. So far, he's nailing um, it. It does. <laughs> and now, this is really cool. Let's do this with every product. <laughs> okay. Great. So what? And this is this doesn't mean it's a bad product, but it gets to the point in the product where you get a whole lot of um, what we would call like quote unquote active ingredients or like the, or a combination of botanical extracts, sodium hyaluronate, which is a class of hyaluronic acid, peptides. Etc. Um, that's it. Doesn't mean it's a bad product, but as a formulator, I kind of when you see like a whole list of things there, I kind of feel like, so why did you put all these things in? You're why just throwing you... them in to say you have them. Yeah, it's okay. almost like there's a lot of f- like flare. If you remember yes, Office Space, yes, like yeah, oh, I have my like hundred pieces of flare. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. So yes, it, it, it's not a lot to say of flare that it's to this moisture. They, well, yeah, they do actually. They they brag about that, but I thought right. that was a good thing. I was like, oh my god, my well, my I mean, yeah, I mean, pump it up. Put it put it this way: Would you rather have three things that are each gonna like one for anti aging, one for moisturizing, one for brightening at a good level, um, or would you rather have? 20 things at a low level, right? And how do you right. know they're a low level? Because they're just low down yeah, the Yeah, and, and again, it doesn't mean that they're not working if they're low down the list because there's, in, you know, I see there's peptides in here. A lot of peptides can be efficacious at a relatively low level in the formula. Um, but, and that, that's why, you know, I know customers always want to know like, oh, what percentage do I need of this or that thing? Yeah. Or like, if it's low on the ingredient list, is it not going to work? And um, it's not necessarily true because some ingredients we don't need so, so, so much of. But I would say, you know, that's, that's more like my, um, it's more the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, in me looking at this ingredient list, it's more like the aesthetic of formulating and like how I would do it is, is not exactly the same. But again, it doesn't mean it's good or bad. Okay. So Jeff, what I hear you saying is Jess can keep using this lovely rich face cream <laughs> with all the goodies. Keep using it. I love That's it. Fine. Good. I'm not going to stop. That I'm going to have to rifle through your products later to see what it is. Also, just so cool that you could look at this and like pretty much nail exactly what it is without even seeing the product. Oh, yeah. I'm a pro, Jen. <laughs> I, you are. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara. Jeff, I'm so giving you more products when we get home. Oh, boy. Can't wait. Okay, now tell him you, you love him and tell her you. you love her. Love you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Best interview ever. We're gonna raise one. 
We're gonna raise one. We're gonna raise one. We gonna raise. Okay, I'm raising <laughs> my wand. My wand is actually. <gasps> are you ready? Wait for it. Oh wow! Did you hear that? Fire! 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 Did, you're like I, you just lit a match in the in the podcast. Studio. Wait, now she's gonna. Okay. Be careful. The producer's like, the flame is getting too close to the microphone. The flame's going to go out because what I have here is actually incense. It's called Hibi Japanese Incense 10 Minutes Aroma. Don't you love Japanese oh, that's names? that's really nice. So what it is is a little pack that looks like matches, 10 matches. Oh, and but it's actually an incense stick. Yes. So you light them like a match. I'm sorry, we won't do this for very long because no, I know nice. you have a, mi- a migraine. No, it's fine. It comes with a special little pad that you put it on. And then the matchstick part of it is actually incense. So the flame goes out. Mm. And you know how like with incense, you're always like, where do I put it? What do I do? You need like the whole kit and caboodle for it. Yeah. This is just 10 minutes aroma. Oh, great. it smells great. Okay. So this one's Japanese cedar wood, which is delightful. Oh, I'm sorry. Japanese cypress. Um... And then you just use it like in a hotel room or a little area that needs zhuzhing. And it's only for 10 minutes. It'll be incense. But it looks like a little matchstick. And they're inexpensive. Aren't they really cool? That's really cool. And just looking at it, I'm like, wow, that is so clever. Like, how come no one's ever thought of that before? Well, the people over at Hibby, H-I-B-I, thought of it. So I'll put a link on the blog. Raise a wand to that. What are you raising a wand to, dear? I am raising a wand to something that we learned about on the podcast. And then I actually fell in love with, like, we took the the sample home, the Tatcha Silk Canvas <gasps> Face Primer. I've been using that too. It's awesome, right? Yes. All right, guys, it's a little pricey. Okay, well, it's, I'm saying a little. It's it's a luxury item. It's fifty two dollars, and when you open it, you'll feel like this is a luxury item. It comes in like nice packaging. It has this little like fancy disc that you use to like nudge out the product. You don't really need it after the first time, but um. It's this very silky, I want to say waxy, but that's not the right word. It actually is because it's based on Geisha Bensuke, which is that wax primer. Oh. I wrote about it for Mary Claire. That's the only uh, reason I do- know. Dr. Goldstein. Dr. Goldstein. It was based on a Japanese ritual. It was based yes, on the, the geisha. geisha used to put that wax primer down on their skin before their makeup to protect their face from the makeup. I love that. I also, you know, we live in New York City. It's absolutely filthy. I just moved to very close to the West Side Highway. Wow, the fumes. So you put on this I, solid primer, the silk yeah, canvas. Yeah, I feel like I'm cocooned in a oh. silken primer. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, when I'm out, like, you know, hitting the pavement, I'm running around a lot now, Jen. I know. I'm scooting around all day long. I have to tell you, I've tried a lot of primers. I usually use them for, like, you know, a little bit, and then I'm like, oh, God, this is freaking annoying, and I forget to use them. This is... Raise a wand yeah, this worthy. Is raw material. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. 
Ritual's Highest Hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually try. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 